When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Side of Super Bowl 58, first take is live from Vegas. We are all fired up. Look at the crew. I, do he, lost I have... all, he lost all that weight. His ass over there freezing. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? With the weight on, I would have been freezing. Yeah, oh, we're going to have some meetings after this show. We're going to have some meetings. What we mean about Steve? good. You didn't get the memo? You didn't get the memo? I did it, evidently. I'm walking off set on national television because I'm cold. You know what I'm saying? Look at you. Cute, innocent. Don't bring yeah. my other jacket here. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I mean, this is quite the crew, though. Let's I got go. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Shannon Sharp. I got my girl Mina Kimes, who I never get in the flesh. So okay. good to see you. Yeah. Missed yeah. you. And, of course, Swaggo. Swag. Swag. It was a good time. Me and Molly got gifts last yeah, night. Yeah, we had fun last night. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Okay, relax. Right? Yeah. Uh, we, we have some other special guests joining us. He, he always has to, like, go that way. We're family. Take it down a notch. We got Demarcus Lawrence, Stephen A. We got a cowboy in the building. Primetime Deion Sanders. Wait, Chad Johnson's coming on? Um, is this nightcap or I is this no daycap? Idea. Daycap. daycap. <laughs> okay, because you know daycap. Disney's the boss. <laughs> yes, so you, yes. you guys the bro- better. The brother wanted to come on. I made sure we he came Chad. on. We love Chad. Yeah. You know, we so we Chad. got love for Chad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Stephen, a, Stephen A and I, we got our Disney unplugged a little later. <laughs> Disney unplugged. My goodness. All right. We all ready to do this? All right. Yes. Let's have some fun here. Okay, the difference in quarterback degree in this Super Bowl 58 couldn't be more stark. Let's talk about it. You got a two-time champion, a guy who's been called the GOAT and Patrick Mahomes facing Mr. Irrelevant in his first ever Super Bowl appearance in Brock Purdy. As for Purdy, he's embracing the moment. Take a listen. I mean, obviously, the the fan base that we have, the the history uh, that the San Francisco 49ers have, um, for me, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it forever. And so, even though it was, was overlooked two years ago in the draft, now I get an opportunity to go win a Super Bowl for the faithful. It doesn't get any better than that. I'm extremely grateful just for the situation that I'm in and being able to play in these Super Bowl games. And um, more than anything, I mean, think getting that back-to-back uh, Super, uh, Super Bowl champs, uh, it just hasn't been done a lot in history. A lot of times after winning the Super Bowl, you want to relax and, th- and feel like you're done. Um, but being able to have that mentality to b- battle through the adversity that we've battled through this season um, and get that, that Super Bowl ring again, um, it, it'd be extremely special. Okay, Shay Shay, the yes. HOFer, here's what I need you to tell me. Um, who is under more pressure in this game? Is it Mahomes going for back-to-back championships and trying to catch guys like Tom Brady? Or is it Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, going for his first? Uh, th- is this really? Let me just make sure I'm reading this correctly. <laughs> under more pressure Sunday, Purdy. Or Mah- really? Yeah. It's Brock Purdy. Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes does not win, what are we going to say? He can't win the big game? He's already won two. Is he not a very good? He's a two-time league MVP, has two 5,000-yard passing seasons, and in his first year as a starter, he went 5,050 and an MVP. Mm-hmm. So there are no more questions that we need to ask about Patrick Mahomes. This is all about Brock Purdy because everybody already wanted to anoint him as elite. He needs to win this game much more than uh, Patrick Mahomes. The questions are, 
Is Brock Purdy what people believe him to be? I've had questions. He's answered a lot of my questions the last two playoff games. I wanted to see him come from behind. I wanted to see every throw matter, every possession matter. Being down 17 in the NFC Championship game, Stephen A, answered a lot of the questions. Yep. But if he doesn't win this game, are we not going to have even more questions, Swags? Are we not going to have more questions, Mina? Of course we are. If Patrick Mahomes does not win this game, there are still no questions to be asked about this young man. Well, the question asked, can he actually catch up to Tom Brady, which is his priority? I mean, that's when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, we're not talking about who he is as a quarterback. We're talking about his legacy, and this right. is a prime opportunity for him to grab that by the horns. I think it's pretty uh, and for me, it's really about the matchups. We've been talking all week on NFL Live about this San Francisco 49ers uh, rushing attack versus a Chiefs defense that's amazing yeah. but is vulnerable against the run. Yes. Don't know why Baltimore didn't run. So the way I see this game is Brock Purdy doesn't even have to have an A game for San Francisco to win. Heck, he could have like a B, B-minus game, and they could still win. Whereas on the other side of the ball, if Patrick Mahomes has anything less than an A-plus game, and that's what he's brought in the postseason, he has made no mistakes, he's been flawless, I don't think the Chiefs win this game. And thus, I feel he's under more pressure because there's more pressure on him in this game to be absolutely flawless. But if Brock Purdy doesn't have an A game, we still have questions. Here's Christian McCaffrey wins the MVP. Do we leave these games with less questions of Brock, Brock Purdy or more questions? Based on the way things have played out this season, I don't think people will be that critical of Brock Purdy because there's been many games where they have won as a team. That's no shade to him. They're an incredibly well-built team. And I think given that he has time left with his contract, he's not under pressure right now to be the reason why they win. Well, I think he is. I think he is from the standpoint that there have been numerous questions about Brock Purdy coming into the playoffs. He's answered the call, and I'll give him a lot of credit for that. But, again, it's not even about winning or losing because you can lose the game, but you can play exceptionally well. We saw how Jalen Hurts played in last year's Super Bowl, yes. but yeah. they still lost to Kansas City. You go out there and you Brock Purdy and you play well, but y'all end up losing this game to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. There's no shame in your game. But if you show that there's vulnerabilities, that there's deficiencies in your game because you go out there and wet the bed in a fashion that's indicative of what we may have seen when you went up against Baltimore and they came to town and stuff like that, then I think that's the kind of stuff that can stain him to some degree. You want to look at this situation and say, okay, this isn't Mullins, this isn't Garoppolo, this isn't somebody that my Kyle Shanahan has had in the past. This truly is the quarterback for the future for the San Francisco 49ers. When I think about pressure associated with Brock Purdy, I think about him performing in such a fashion in this game that enables you to say that about him. Is this the future for the San Francisco 49ers? We think so already because of what we've seen and the numbers have been astronomical and he's shown up in key moments in the two playoff games that he has had. But you go up in the Super Bowl and you play well, we're going to look at him and go say, we ain't even got to think about anybody else with Kyle Shanahan, quarterback with Kyle Shanahan and San Francisco 49ers for the foreseeable future. I like the narrative that's being formed when it comes to Brock Purdy. I feel like he's under the most pressure, but it's because all of the quarterbacks that we think can derail Patrick Mahomes are in the AFC. We don't think yeah. of any of these other guys in the NFC. We think of Kyle Shanahan with Brock Purdy as the potential suitor when they get to the actual game right. that mm. can your quarterback do enough to beat who we think is going to end up being the greatest quarterback to ever play this game. Right. Because there has to be someone. When Joe Burrow did it, he ascended to another stratosphere yes. in conversation about how who is the guy that's going to supersede or potentially have the ability to take over Patrick Mahomes. This is, this is to me, a no-brainer. First of all, we're talking about the right. dude that was drafted last in the NFL draft right. that is going to be asked. Now, look, we could get to the part where – 
what is he actually going to be asked to do? Is it going to be CMC? That's is it going to be Debo Samuel? My question here. When Patrick Mahomes plays in a football game, your quarterback going to have to do something. Yes. He's going to have to do something. And guess what, Stephen A? You and I got burned a week ago because we thought Lamar was the one that would be able That's to right. do it. That's right. So when Brock Purdy is asked, and I think he's changing the narrative because of what we saw in the fourth quarter with Green Bay, because of what we saw in the second half right. with Detroit. But when 15 is on the other side of the field, we just saw it. We just saw the league MVP have a problem responding in that moment. So Will Brock Purdy had that ability to do what he did against Jordan Love and Jared Goff when 15 is standing on the other side of the field. I just want to go back to what I said. Do you guys agree with me, though, if Patrick Mahomes plays anything less than a perfect game, the Chiefs will not win? Well, I watched I watch the San Francisco defense struggle against Jordan Love. I watched them struggle for about three quarters against Jared, uh, Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes is those two guys 3X. <laughs> you struggle against him, you're not coming back from 17 yeah. down. But those right. offenses are so much better on the ground and the weapons versus, like, Patrick Mahomes has to lift up this Chiefs offense. I but he does. And, that, right. and, that, and that's the thing. That's what makes him great. You know, you talk, listen, the beauty about Super Bowl week is that you run into everybody. Everybody here, right? Yes. And everybody let their guard down and they're sitting up there they're at the ball. You know what I'm saying? They're in the casino. They're everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And they're drinking and they're talking and all that stuff. And then you hear stuff that, that you know, usually you just hear in the locker room or you just hear on the side when they pull a reporter to the side. And all of a sudden you just hear people talking. Look, man. Only one quarterback we paying out here. This Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else vulnerable. We ain't worried about anybody else. You hear that kind of stuff, and you see the level of reverence that yeah. these guys have for Patrick Mahomes. And they, I've often said this: when you see somebody on the other side of the field, that's a form of defense. If you're Lamar Jackson, don't tell me that seeing Patrick Mahomes on that other sideline going like this. If I don't do this, yeah. that brother is yeah. going to capitalize, yes. had Fair. no effect on your performance whatsoever. There are levels to this, and Patrick Mahomes is on the elite level. We're going to find out whether or not Brock Purdy's got it in him to say, I don't give a damn, here I come. Shay, think about this. We saw Patrick Mahomes cruise against right. the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. We saw him crew. Like, right. because people talk about, well, it wasn't necessarily him. It was – no, it was him. Right. I guarantee you, in that second half, when you point to the fact that they only scored three points, that's because Patrick Mahomes only wanted to score three points. Right. right. And Andy Reid talked about that. Andy, Andy wasn't going to put them in a situation because he felt that unless they get a scoop and score a pick six or we do something reckless, the Baltimore Ravens, given what we had seen throughout the entirety of the first half, they couldn't be – they, they couldn't score in that Kansas exactly. City defense. Right. But if you look – Look at his numbers. He was 30 of 39. And he's found a multitude of ways to win ball games. Right. We saw him throw for 400 yeah. plus and five touchdowns and win. We watched him in the Super Bowl go touchdown, 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 field goal. If they punt one time in the second half, they lose that game. Absolutely. But he didn't throw for 200 yards. So he doesn't have to have the mount, the, the, the 400 yard, five touchdown mm-hmm. game to beat you. He can beat you in a multitude of ways. You said about Brock Purdy and, and that, but here's the thing about uh, Patrick Mahomes and his legacy. If somebody mm-hmm. would have told you that Patrick Mahomes, was when he was coming out, that you know what, guys, he's only going to be the second greatest quarterback to ever play the game. You take it. <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would gracious. He would graciously accept that. Yeah. Now, you have to understand. I understand what you're saying, Mina, yeah. that, like, that's what he's chasing. Yeah. There's something okay. out there that he was already chasing. Brady had that with Joe Montana. Yeah. Now he has something that's a little further out in Tom Brady. But I still believe Brock Purdy is under the most pressure because if he doesn't play well, if he played like he played in the no. first half against right. the yeah. Detroit, okay. if he plays like he played against for three quarters against uh, a Green oh. Bay, 
Are we and they lose this game? Do we not have more questions coming well, out of this that, game? Uh, let me throw this because Mina brought this up. You talked about the multitude of weapons San Francisco has. That's even less of an excuse for Brock Purdy not to show up yeah. because you got support that Patrick Mahomes is perceived as not having. Now the receivers have not dropped passes yeah. in a postseason the way they led the yeah. league in dropping passes in a offensive regular line season. Has been much and our offensive line has been much better. But there is no question that when you look at the better offensive weapons, it's supposed to be on San Francisco. So if you're Brock Purdy and I got CMC and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle with Kyle Shanahan running He'll get the ball in place. It shouldn't be a problem yeah. if you can ball. I think but just the standard is different, right? Because you're talking yeah. about Brock Purdy's right. under pressure not to be terrible. Yeah. Right. But if he's good, that's enough. Right. And for me, that's less pressure because of that. Y'all know who's going to get the blame if they lose. They're going to put on Kyle Shanahan. Well, damn it, why shouldn't I? Well, why shouldn't I? Because why shouldn't I? Brock Purdy, what the hell? Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Four. Champion, conference championship okay. games in the last five years. I mean, damn, how many times you going to knock in the door? How, how, how many times? You think about who he got there with. I don't care. But the, the bottom line is you hear your big getting there. At but, some point but, in time, you got to kick in the door. But it also lies into the point why it's pressure on Brock Purdy. Okay. Because Kyle Shanahan went and told York that this the guy. Yeah. That's right. right? And, and two, I, I talked about, we talked about this earlier this year, MK. Let's think about the journey here. Let's think about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. They gave away three first-round picks for a dude that don't play for them no more. Yeah, right. yeah. And they That's and true. they bet well, on a irre- uh, Mr. Irrelevant, yeah. Yeah. and they sitting at the Super Bowl. So I don't care what nobody – you can tell me about being the last pick, okay. and we don't know uh, what Brock Purdy is. Brock Purdy got here, yeah. hella pressure yeah. on him in this game. I'm with Shannon, though, because if Brock Purdy, let's say, he throws a pick like he tried to do in the, in the previous games, people are going to blame Kyle. They're going to say, why you let Brock Purdy <laughs> throw? Why you're not giving the ball to CMC <laughs> yeah. over? I'm telling you, that's yeah. exactly – you were yeah. right, Shannon. That is how it play That's a good point. So one guy's trying to go worst to first. The other one's trying to catch Tom Brady. So I want to talk dynasty. Let's get into that one, ladies and gentlemen. There's debate over what makes a dynasty, but how about the fact that only three teams have ever won three Super Bowls in a five-year span, and that's what the Chiefs are trying to do. The Patriots, they did it twice. The Cowboys did it, and the Steelers have two overlapping spans since they won four in six years. Mina, tell me this. Even if the Chiefs lose, yeah. are they a bona fide dynasty already? I, I think so. Um, I understand the numbers. You want to get to the three championships. For me, I guess where my point is coming from is I think they'll win the third even if they don't win it this year. Exactly. I have no doubt about yeah. that. One thing that's amazing, I feel like the most underrated storyline in this Super Bowl is the Chiefs defense. Yes. They are the youngest defense in the NFL. Yeah. The average age is 25. We talk about Patrick Mahomes, we talk about Andy Reid. This organization has done such a phenomenal job building this team for long-term success. So while this is a prime opportunity, Patrick, you know, I think we'll see it that way. Right. Certainly, he'll be back. I have no yeah. doubt about oh, excuse that. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear no damn thing about no dynasty if you lose. Oh, no, 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 no. You need to win it. And by the way, last time I checked, MK, Shay Shay, <laughs> Swagoo. I mean, you know, when y'all say this stuff, it, it just amazes me how y'all come up with this. Because, listen, you got to close the deal. And I'm not saying, and, and you constantly be talking about the violence in football, how tomorrow ain't guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes could get hurt. 
Travis Travis could get her, or he could retire, even though I don't think he's going to. No. But, you know, he could. I mean, I mean these receivers will start dropping passes again. No. Anything can happen. Yes. You can't take – in football, the one sport you don't take anything for granted in is football, okay? You can't take tomorrow for granted. I, I don't know if he's going to win three. I believe he will. Yeah. I believe he'll win four. But I don't know because anything can happen. The prime opportunity right here is now. You don't, I don't want to hear about dynasty when you lose it. Oh, they lost, but they're a dynasty. Yeah. Hell no. Somebody else got the Lombardi trophy game. But raised. you make it seem like they don't have any. Like they like they're the no, Buffalo they Bills. Got two. They got two. They got two. And you do. You got more than them. But we do realize that in um the Patriots, when they from 01 to 04, and 02, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about going to the playoffs. When does Patrick Mahomes miss the playoffs? He when is he not going to the end of AFC Championship? He has it. And he's in the, man, and he's in the Super Bowl. Do you ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. He's cold. He's cold. He's cold. He's cold. He's cold. He's cold. Look, man. Look, man. Stop, stop making fun of me with that. Okay? Because yeah. I am freezing. But the point is, here's the deal. Don't even get me started with this. I'm just disgusted. But here's the point, though. Let me ask you this quick question, Shannon. I'm dying over here. When you won the two Super Bowls in Denver, right? Yes. Did you feel you were a dynasty? No. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, that thank you, is. thank you, thank you. That right is. there. But I got to go. Because two ain't enough. Say, say, no, 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 no. But here's the thing, Stephen A. Had we taken care of business in 96, we got bounced in the first round. Yeah. I mean, in the divisional round yeah, right. against who, what we right. felt was a, a substandard team. I mean, I shouldn't say that. They made the playoff the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But had we gone to the Super Bowl and then we had lost and we go to three straight and we lose – Absolutely, we are dynasty. What's wrong with y'all? Okay, let me. All right, so so I'm with you, Stephen A. On this one. Thank you very much. Because I think three is that magic number, number one. Because we do it in threes. When Jordan had his three peat, that's when we start talking about yeah. boom, boom, boom. Shay, come we, on now. We we, just, hold hold the we distracted his, his his iPad dropped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I You knocked it out. You knocked it out. You know I don't know how to get back into it because we don't because we don't give you we don't give you credit for getting there, right? I was, I was young when I watched Buffalo get their head beat in four times right. Right, in the Super Bowl. Right. Now, based on winning percentage and success, that's pretty solid as a dynasty. But it's Dallas because they won three. There you go. That's why. Like, Pat Mahomes sitting here, and he can get his third out of the fourth one he's been in. I think then we stamp. Okay, these dudes won three Super Bowls in a four-year span. We, go ahead. If they, don't, if they don't win this year, they win next year. Are they, were they, are they a dynasty? No. Wait, no, no. wait, what? No. What? They, they, they don't win this year. They got to start over. No, they don't win this year and they win next year. No, 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 no. They don't win this year, but they come back and win next year. I'm not with you on that. I'm a three-peat guy. I'm not with you on that. I'm a three-peat I'm not with three or four years. I'm good with that. But I'm just saying, you can't you can't lose this year and we're talking about you as a dynasty. Now, if you come back and you win next year and you got three and four years, I'm with I'm with Mina and Shay on that one. So here's my – for me, the clock start over because you have lost to – Start over. Yeah, start over. You start trying to get back to your three-peat. But we look at it differently. I don't know a dynasty without three in a, in a short window. I don't know one that we judge. Can y'all tell me one yeah, that we judge? Man, Jordan, Jordan got us jaded. No, no. That's Jordan. No, no, no. Don't, be Jordan Don't, be Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. Is missing one year not too short of it? Like that, you're saying that the window well, well, is this short be, enough this for be, that? It'll be three out of five in that. At, in yeah, that that's insane. Yeah. yeah. No, you I don't. No. Hey, no. hey hold no. on. Swag. You do realize you're a cowboy. Yeah. And you know they hadn't been in 
ever. 90, 92 to 95 was the and I'm saying, And then since then, nothing. Yeah, but they didn't so three-peat. But it was three or four years. And we consider them a dynasty. All right, then. So that's not what we said. If now. you get three and five years, that's not a dynasty. I can flow with that. I can flow with that. I can flow with that. Nope. Nope. I can flow with that. How'd you put in your coffee this morning? Some of that you had to have. You had to have put some of y'all got in. What are we doing? I, I, I don't might, know. It might change I, when we get that next year. I want three and four. I want the three. I want the three to happen right now. I think you're just cold and you're tired, so you're being uh, so no, I'm not tired. I think no, I know what's tired. going on. He's not tired. What? This is Cowboys thinking. Yes. Infiltrating right. yes. the discussion. Come on, y'all. Y'all, this let's is, think about is... all the three peaks that we consider dynasties. They okay. happen within a four-year span. Okay. At minimum. My goodness, man. <laughs> At a minimum. They did. Your standards are high. It's okay. Listen, man, when you when you start bringing that word into the equation, they better be high. Yeah. Dynasty does. It, it, it they does better count. be high. It, it needs to be high. They but I'm with three high. and five years. Is good okay, cool. It's good for me. All right. Well, it's good for we, me. We differ. I mean, I think he looking at the Dynasty, the TV show. But that was before his time. <laughs> he, don't, time. he don't even remember uh-huh. anything about it. No, no, <laughs> no. No. I'm just basing Dynasties off the ones that, that we've seen and that we call a Dynasty. That's dynasty it? was a good show, though. It was. Dallas was, too. No, Dallas. Yeah. Okay, let's remove ourselves. Yeah. 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 We're talking so excited. Old Blake Carrington had it going on. I'm <laughs> That's, right. Right. That's right. Blake Carrington. I'm glad you guys are reminiscent. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. 
in the wake of the murder of George Floyd in May 2020. WNBA and NBA players were some of the loudest voices in the movement for justice. The WNBA dedicated its 2020 season to Breonna Taylor, who was killed by Louisville police in March of that year, and promised to say her name every chance they got. That summer, the Milwaukee Bucks refused to take the court in the NBA bubble after Kenosha Washington police officer shot Jacob Blake several times. Through their protests, WNBA and NBA players continued the legacies left by greats like Bill Russell and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who helped define athlete activism during the civil rights movement. Legends right there. Welcome back to First Take, live from Vegas. Another year, another playoff loss for those Dallas Cowboys. Cover your ears, Marcus. Jerry Jones has not lifted the Vince Lombardi trophy since January 28, 1996. But Tony Romo thinks Dallas is not that far off from ending the championship drought. Romo told David Moore of the Dallas Morning News, the Cowboys are so close. I think the Cowboys, in some ways, they just need to go out and do their job. They're knocking on the door. You can't be this good year in and year out without breaking through at some point. I think they will very soon. Meanwhile, Emmett Smith had this to say about head coach Mike McCarthy. Emmett, talk to me. To be honest, I am a little surprised, uh, all because of the way things ha has transpired the last few years. Removing Kellen as the OC and taking over the controls of the offense and so forth, uh, I am a little surprised. The way we exited the playoff this year was not – it was not a good look, put it that way. And it was somewhat embarrassing. It, it lends you to believe that either uh, we're not trained or coached properly. All right, Essa, I want to start with you. Your reaction to what Emma just said there. Well, first of all, I think he told the truth. Um, about the coaching, about the question marks, about the staff and what have you. And obviously he's qualified. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, retired as the all-time leading Russian in NFL history. We know he's a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan. He ultimately went to Arizona for a little bit. We get it. We know who he is and the credibility that he brings to the table. So when Emmett, spe when Emmett Smith speaks, you listen because he ain't going to say much. No. But when he says something like that, you take it very seriously. I want to say this to Tony Romo, who obviously is a colleague, is a contemporary in the business now, does a great job on CBS Sports. Where's the camera? You should be ashamed of your damn self. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you, Tony Romo? Seriously. If I saw you to your face, I would shake your hand because I got a lot of love for you as a person. What the hell is wrong with you? You, of all people, when he was a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you didn't get the job done. What are you talking about? At some point, we're going to break through. You, 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 you at some point. You once were, you didn't get it done. And then we're watching this team, and we're watching a talent level that, is, as far as I'm concerned, has gotten better and better and better throughout the years, and you still haven't been able to get it done. People who don't get it done don't need to be talking about people needing to get it done. Yeah. Now, Emmitt Smith got it done. So he could sit up there and say, it's a little embarrassing. I don't understand it. Something's missing. Something ain't right. By the way, play for Jimmy Johnson. You know what the hell he's talking exactly. about. You understand what I'm saying? It makes sense. I get that stuff. But Tony Romo, what? what? You, you can't say that. I mean, at some point in time, some self-awareness is mandated. Yeah. Because when you hear that from Tony Romo, correct me if I'm wrong, Swaggoo. Correct me if I'm wrong, say, you too, MK. At some point, when you're listening to those quotes, you're going to go like this. Who said that? Who? And him? Come on now. <laughs> Stop. 
Stop. You know You're what? A, oh, go ahead, Jack. I, I, I feel like I'm. The, I feel like I'm in the mob, uh, the, the mafia, because every time I try to get out, y'all drag me back here with the cowboy, <laughs> cowboy topic. I thought we were done. <laughs> we're at the Super Bowl. We're talking about the two teams this year. Well, when I look at it, think about this. What does he mean? They're so close. We had a we had a topic this year. Is this the Cowboys' best chance? And I said, best chance for what? I remember one year they had eleven. Pro bowlers. They got an all-pro left tackle, all-pro left guard, all-pro right guard, all-pro quarterback, all-pro right receiver, uh, all-pro defensive player. You got six all-pros. So how many more? Cha- how close are you going to get? I can see if you got to the NFC Championship game and you lost by a kick or your kicker don't one off the upright. They're not even close. They can't win more than one playoff game. They're like Duke college freshman hoopers. One and done every year. Oh. You already know. You go to Duke and you're a hooper, you one and done. Right. The Cowboys make the playoffs, I already know. They one and done. That's right. And he's going to talk about they close. And I agree with Emmett. Everybody's shocked that Mike McCarthy still has his job considering, oh, we're going to run the ball. We're going to be more balanced. Told that lie on Kellen Moore, and you you threw the ball more than what Kellen Moore threw the ball when he was there the year before. You did it to get the job and it looked awful. 48 to 32 at home? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. No, 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 no. no. We're not doing that. No 48-32. Your ass was down 48-16. Okay, okay, 48-16. I mean, they just piled on points later on while Green Bay was just laying back. Come on now. I feel like everybody keeps looking at you. Well, you on the set. You in the family. You in the family. You in the family. Y'all know all about it. I got uncles and cousins out here just talking out their neck. That's right. Listen, man, this is my problem. This is my issue. And this is why me and Stephen A get get going back and forth because sometimes I'm like, yo, I really feel like this is an opportunity for the Cowboys. Shay, when I said it this year, it was because of the NFC. It wasn't necessarily because they were this great team that I thought was way better than the ones that we saw previously. If if you told me Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield was going to be in the playoffs, I'd say this is probably Dallas' best chance in order to get to a Super Bowl. If you told me that they they were going to go to San Francisco and play a quarterback for his first real time going through a a playoffs uh, scenario, I'd be like, well, they they probably ain't going to win the game, and I wouldn't pick them, but they are playing against a quarterback that has shown some things that you could get him. Here's the problem with what Romo talks about, because this is why you have all this damn ammo every year that we sit on this set. All right. They ain't just nothing, keep giving it to me. Ain't, ain't nothing, nothing has happened to make you believe that. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. I, when Jerry said a few weeks ago, we going all in. Man, that don't mean nothing to me. You you done thought you was all in the, the last since I started doing TV. <laughs> we will see if the Cowboys are close based off what they do this particular offseason as far as acquiring players. Say you sit up there as a Hall of Famer. I ain't never seen a Super Bowl team. I mean, I ain't never seen a team win Super Bowl without great players. I ain't seen one, whether it be on defense or offense. Yeah. Who's great? On the Dallas Cowboys team, I think Michael Parsons great is great. On the Dallas Cowboys. I think Michael Parsons see, is great. See, see this yeah. is where me and you align. This where me and you align. You think Michael Parsons? This where me and you align a lot. You know what? You know what great mean to me? You know what great mean to me? When, when it's time to get it done, you go do it. Well, that's me, what great well, mean to me. I'll let me to go. He's let me to go first. He has great attributes. All right. He plays great at times. Okay. When when Shannon was playing for Super Bowls, you knew Shannon Sharp left a stamp on the game. 
when we last saw the Dallas Cowboys right. play I, I'm against the Green Bay Packers, who was great? Let it go. I'm gonna try to take a charitable interpretation of what Romo said because I agree with y'all. You can't get boat raced by what is essentially a rookie quarterback and say you're close. Yeah. I think we all agree that's yeah, preposterous. Right. However, when you think about this Cowboys team, what was wrong with them? The personnel, and this is, I guess, where we disagree, I think they're very talented. Both sides of the ball, you right. saw that all year. Not just right. Micah Parsons. CeeDee Lamb's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yes. This offensive line has excellent players as well. They got Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Zach right. Martin's the best guard in football, probably. So, anyways, my point is, I think perhaps what he's suggesting when he's saying they're close is not that they got close, but that the talent is there. The talent is just underperforming, and that's why I was surprised by well, keeping McCarthy, frankly, because when that happens, right. you put it on the coach. Well, let me let me throw this because when, when it happened, and, and and I wasn't trolling. I mean, I had a ball doing it, but ultimately, <laughs> I got serious about it, and I said, "Listen, Mike McCarthy. It really wasn't about firing him. It was about a six-time Super Bowl champion that was available on the market that really didn't care about the pomp and circumstance. He would have been about coaching the football team, and Jerry Jones could go out there and run his mouth. But we also have to take into account something that happened earlier this week: Dan Quinn taking the Washington commander's job. Now, obviously, he wants to be a head coach. I didn't think he deserved it after the, the way they looked in the in, in the playoffs, and that's why he didn't get the Seattle job, in my opinion, but you would know that better than me, MK. I will say this to you, however. You go to Washington, and then you start dissecting some of the things that have transpired. Why would McCarthy stay? Is it possible because the level of accountability may not be on him as much as we thought? Because upstairs, you're getting rid because you guys have educated me about the size that they let go of. You were getting all these speed dudes, but there was no size yeah. in your yeah. linebacking core, what have you. So, obviously, if you get past the initial line, of the initial defensive line, all of a sudden, you get into their secondary. You can run the football on them all day, every day. This is what you can do to the Dallas Cowboys. You can ground and pound. You can beat them up. You can do these kind of things. And then you start hearing about in the locker room where you got guys going up to Dan Quinn and others, and what the hell is this about? Why is this player going? Why is this player going? And I don't even, I don't even want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're recognizing that there's so much that has been out of their control as it beca- as it comes to personnel. I didn't want to think that. I wanted to look at McCarthy. I wanted to look at Quinn. But when you hear that kind of stuff that has been chirped about over the last several weeks, you see this man go out the door and take the head coaching job within the division. You know they're going to do their homework, Josh Harris, the new ownership and those mm-hmm. other guys. Why am I bringing this guy and plucking him away from the Dallas Cowboys? What is it that we're hearing? All of a sudden, those suspicious swagoo that you brought to our attention on many occasions – in terms of the heavy hand coming down, choosing personnel in the middle of a season, get, getting rid of players that the other players felt should not have been getting rid of, and then you understand where the dissension yeah. comes in. And that might be why McCarthy is still there, because they know he's not accountable as much as we thought he was. If you look at the Cowboys, they have the second most pl- uh, Pro Bowl player drafted in the last decade behind Kansas City. Okay. Kansas City has played in four Super Bowls. The Cowboys hadn't made it to an NFC Championship. There you game. go. So that just goes to show you. And you said, oh, and Jerry said, oh, I could absolutely work with Bill Belichick. You fired a guy that won back-to-back Super, Super Bowls, Bowl. and you actually think you can work with a guy that's had total autonomy for, a tw- for two decades? Yeah. Right. And guess what happened, Swag? Coach Belichick comes in, and and they win the Super Bowl. Who get the credit swag? It's going to be Bill Belichick. Right. So now Jerry yep. lose everything yeah. that he fought for for uh, two decades. Yep. 
I'm, I'm so sick of it. Let, let me tell you why I'm sick of it. First of all, here, here's the thing. We, 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 we were having a conversation about great. We could all interpret that different. Right. The, the, the thing that I, I was getting at when we have that conversation about great, because y'all, you know how I felt about this roster. Yeah. A yeah. bunch of really good individual players are a bunch of really good individual players. You Here's for me personally. You don't get great tag to you until you go do something great. Right. Like, the Cowboys ain't did nothing great. Right. No, no player but, on that but, team has done anything but great. The question, but it's just a question. I bring up Michael Parsons. Me and MK are like, he's great, right? Yeah. You're saying you got to do great things in great moments. What I'm saying to you is this. If you have questions, if you have questions about the coach, if you have questions about the level of competency that they bring to the table, and somebody's been doing something for you on an exceptional level throughout the regular season, but they game plan for him differently come playoff time, and you don't make right. any adjustments, is that on a player or is that on a coach? Right. A, a, I'm asking. A, a, a I'm asking. Of, a lot of it is on the coach, and okay. I, I brought a lot of blame okay. to Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. But, Stephen, hey, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Because this is what I've been telling. We, we had this conversation at nauseum on, on NFL Live. Both of these units that's going into the Super Bowl, do they have great players on their team? Yes. Right. Why? Because they won it at a very high level. We've seen Fred Warner in Super Bowls. We've seen him in NFC championships. We've Chris seen Jones, Pat, Patrick Mahomes winning. Well, right? we, I mean, we, we've never seen Christian McCaffrey reach this level, but I think we true. all agree he is great. We, we all know but, he's but, ready. But, but so, in every so, big so game, so but in big game, he, he shows up. Big. He shows up. Right. That's the but, point. But do they get shell-shocked, or is it that they don't want it? I don't care what they do. You want me to call somebody great that I don't see respond when it's time let, for greatness let, let to come ask, out. Let me ask you this, because Dan Orlovsky was on the show, and he had said essentially they should blow it up. They should get rid of Dak. They should get rid of Mike McCarthy. Where Wait, were you? Where were you on really? that? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. That's a bit. That's For a who? bit much. Like yeah. if if, if yeah, you go and get if you go and get one of these guys that we consider elite, then yeah, you blow it up and get rid of Dak. Here's my problem when we had this conversation about Dallas, though, because it's so polarizing that people forget that you actually got to put 50, 11 on well, each well, side well, of the to ball speak to your that point. give you. A, a, but but to speak to your point. That's real, what the real problem is because, you know, you got a salary cap in the NFL. And so the real problem is these quarterbacks, what they're getting paid and what they take away in terms of your ability to surround them with the pieces that they need because some cats don't deserve. Uh, you got a whole bunch of cats. If you look at star quarterbacks, I'm talking about star quarterbacks in the yeah. National Football League. You're really only talking about, when you talk about cats that can get it done, you're only talking about three to four. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. But everybody get paid when Daniel Jones get $160 million. Yeah. You know who did we it, got a problem. The Kansas City Chiefs, and this goes back to what I said at the beginning, that team is well built. That right. is the kind Contrast between them, obviously Patrick Mahomes, but between them and the Dallas Cowboys, when we talk about the distinction, yeah. they built Mina, correctly around Mina, Patrick Mahomes, me, who is getting paid. Let me ask you a question, because we're talking about Pat Mahomes in a different stratosphere. If, right. if the Dallas Cowboys had Patrick Mahomes against the Green Bay Packers, they didn't lose they, in that game. Won, Come yeah. on, man. So well, you can you, say that about any no, game no, in the NFL. This is my point, Patrick though. Mahomes, this is my know. point. You are saying we're close, yeah. but you don't have a great player at the most important position. So you're close. You haven't been. You haven't got out of beyond the divisional round. Well, it goes over worse than that. It gets worse than that what? because it's not even about Dak Prescott not being great. You have members of the. I told. I was saying this. Remember, everybody showed up. For the Errol Spence Jr. Terrence Crawford fight. Yeah. For the Dallas Cowboys. They all came here. As a matter of fact, they probably jinxed Errol Spence. That's probably why he got his ass where he did. Because they, they all showed up, okay? And so the point that I'm making is they were all there. I'm telling you, everybody that was speaking to the Cowboys, they were hyped. They were ready. 
They believed in themselves, except for when it came to their quarterback. They hoped. They didn't expect. They expected with everything else. But when it came to their quarterback, Mm. it was hope. There was trepidation because when a big moment arrives, you didn't know what he was going to do. And then you saw what he did. I just have a problem with this conversation about, well, they have great players. You you don't get that from me unless you go do something. I thought this defense was supposed to be historically great. No. Why, and we one more thing before we go, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Molly. Time. Why are you playing nickel and dime defense against a team Shay. that's running the ball up your Shay. back? They ran out of linebackers. Shay. They ran out of linebackers. They played that. Which is the first, by the way. They, 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 they played that great. style all year. They've yeah. been they playing it all right. year. And got less and kept giving away the sides at the linebacker spot. I by no means. This man all the This man was a great player. Hey. I by no means would deem myself great. You know who was great that played for us for the Dallas Cowboys? DeMarcus Ware was great. Hey, Marcus. That's who was great. Hey, Marcus, let me be great. And yeah, I'm go ahead. Let me get to commercial break. Yeah, it was I'm, so fun. You're you just guys. trying to get to the heater. I'm actually, I am so freezing. If someone wants to bring me a parka, a blanket, no, a no. hot chocolate, Santa, she gonna socks. She's going to be with us. They, uh, you didn't get the memo. Go, Did you get the memo? Right now. Do you know Dress how accordingly. Bad. Dress Do you accordingly know how in the memo. Bad I am they, they, that I can't go to the we, Super Bowl we, 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 and we, see Usher. We're freezing now. It's going to be some heat after. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you that much. I, I, don't, I don't know what heat comes from. That I ain't got nothing to do with it. it. All Steve I know is I'm so happy to see you both in person. Yes. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code first take and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Breaking news into first take this morning out of the NBA. The Indiana Pacers are trading Buddy Heald to the 76ers. For Marcus Morris, Korkmaz, and three second-round picks are Adrian Wojnarowski reporting. Stephen A., your reaction to the Buddy Heald news? Doesn't mean anything to me right now. It would mean something to me if Joel Embiid was not hurt. Thank you. Because Buddy Hills is a big-time pickup because he can shoot the basketball. He can shoot the rock. So when you're talking about him out there with Maxi, with uh, Tobias Harris, I love it a lot if Embiid were healthy. Yes. But without him being healthy, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's like winking in the dark. You know what you're doing, but nobody else does. Without, as Stephen A. said, without Joel Embiid, they're not going anywhere. And, and um, Tyrese Maxey is playing unbelievable basketball. Yes, he is. But without that seven foot two, 285-pound monster in the middle. Yeah. Spectacular. Without him. It ain't nothing. They're nothing. All right. We'll stay in the association because today is a very significant day in the NBA, especially, Shannon, for Lakers fans. Yes. So let's get into it right now. A statue commemorating Kobe Bean Bryant will be unveiled today outside of Crypto.com Arena. The date holds significance for the unveiling of the statue due to numerology associated with 2824. The number two is a tribute to Gianna Bryant's jersey number, while Kobe himself wore the numbers 8 and 24 during his career. Stephen A, obviously I know how much you beloved Kobe Bryant. We yeah. all did. One of my favorite players to ever play the game. Such an icon and obviously yeah. a dear friend yeah. to you. Just, just thoughts on this happening today. You know, I just, Shannon, Molly, you just don't stop being sad. Mm -hmm. um, I tell this to people all the time. Uh, Kobe was one of the most brilliant people I've ever known. Yeah. Um, to be in his early 40s and to have his life taken away, for his 13-year-old daughter to have her life taken away, and she wore the number jersey two when she played. That's why on a day like today, 2824, it signifies the both of them. Um, and of course, the other uh, lives that were lost, lost. in the helicopter yeah. crash. Just tragic. And so, you know, we honor and revere Kobe Bryant because of the great player he was, the great ambassador he was, the great champion that he was, the girl dad that he was, and so many other things. But his level of brilliance, his wisdom, Shannon, and what he brought to not just the game of basketball, but to the world, especially the world of sports, and you see how he resonates with so many people. You just find yourself imagining, what if he were here today? I mean, the things that he could do to just help us all be so much better than what we already are. What would we all give to have Kobe and Gianna here to celebrate this moment in person? Yeah. You never get over the suddenness in which this happened. Yeah. That's what's, that's so, what's so shocking. If Kobe's 65, 70, and he's been dealing with something, an illness or something, we could understand that. It right. would hurt, but we would understand it. Right. But with the suddenness and the tragedy, the tragicness of it, you still, you find yourself like, 
And I remember hearing it on my way to Miami for the Super Bowl, and I remember hearing it. I was like, nah. You know how people put stuff out there such and such fast. I'm like, nah, this can't be true. Right. Because we don't we think of athletes as invincible, and especially Kobe Bryant. Yeah. We saw him overcome so much in his life. And I don't know, and Stephen A, you've been around the game of basketball. I follow it, but I don't yeah. follow it. I haven't been as close around it as you. Right. Has there ever been a player that resonated more with the fan base than Kobe with the Lakers? No. I don't believe no. – as great as Jordan was in Chicago, right, right. I don't believe the no. Bull faithful love Jordan like the – it's like it's godly. Right. Yeah. I mean, the way they look at Kobe it, and the reverence they hold. Him and Vanessa, too, as like the yeah. first lady of But I would of Because he grew well. up, Stephen yeah. A., he was 17. Right. And they watched a young boy yeah. turn into a young man right. and get married and have kids and to win championships. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said with that. Well, in its own way, because Chicago revered and got Jordan's godlike figure, of course. But I think the difference is, is that there was a distance to Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Jordan wasn't letting him in. But so much, yeah. whereas Kobe did yes. not necessarily as you know, as he didn't get you in your know, personal life like yeah. that, but you know, as a basketball player and with his mentality, right. and then in the aftermath of his career, how he let you in a little bit more. He really opened things. up being yeah. that's right. But Stephen A. also, and you knew him more intimately. He was so interesting and brilliant. Yes. The yes. man spoke so many different languages, so yeah. so cultured, and yeah. such and a then he went, he wins an Oscar. Yes, yeah. He wins an Oscar. And he, was, and he was just getting started. Yes, he was and, just getting started. And I had a conversation with him right before, and you could tell the passion that he yeah. that he poured into basketball. Yeah. He was poured into the second part of his life yeah. just as much. There, there's a quote, Shannon, how you do anything is how you do everything, yes. and that's him. That's right? him. Yep. And I think, to me, the Mamba mentality is become the best version of yourself. Yes. That's what he motivated and inspired us all to do right. is become the best. You saw Kobe, you're like, eh, got to do a few more reps. Yeah. <laughs> got to work Shan a little harder. Shannon's doing stuff. Club Shay Shay doing a lot of things as an individual, independent thinker, independent mm -hmm. business. I'm trying to do the same myself, production company, all of that other stuff. I bring that up because Kobe Bryant came up to me when I had my television show from 2005 to 2007, and I was talking about Oprah Winfrey and hosting the show. He said, forget Oprah, Harpo. Harpo. Yeah. It's about ownership. It's about ownership. He said, don't cut yourself short and don't limit her to being a television host. She's so much more than that. You're so much more than that. I'm so much more than that. Always think that way. Yeah. And he does it. That, that, that's who Kobe was. Mindset. The mindset of greatness. Mindset. Well, our thoughts and prayers are with his family on yep. the special day. Uh, we'll leave it there.